Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Now, our first topic, you may have been listening to News Talk Breakfast this morning when we heard about the, this idea that we could tax childless adults to encourage more people to start families. The suggestion has come from Paul Moreland, who is a demographer at St. Anthony's College in Oxford and the author of Tomorrow's People, The Future of Humanity in Ten Numbers. Have a listen to him chatting on News Talk this morning. I think we do need more people and here in the UK we are increasingly short of labour. Everyone from bin men to uh, brain surgeons, we're, we're just running out of people and the data in the census shows that whilst the population is growing, people of working age are beginning to tail off. The biggest growth is in the 70s plus, they need a lot of care. The biggest drop off is in the under five. So we've got a problem coming down the track. Now, I know that Paul Moreland is speaking specifically in the context of the UK, but we have a similar issue here in, uh, although our birth rate is quite, you know, it's not too bad. It is on the decline. We do also have an ageing population. We hear all sorts of stories like a pension time bomb going off because we won't have enough people to pay into those pension pots. So what do you think about the idea of taxing people at a higher rate for not having children? Now, let me start off by saying, initially, I balk at the idea because, you know, as a feminist, I don't like anything that suggests that women are just baby making vessels and, you know, we need to provide for labour shortages and talk of pro-natal culture. I'm not very comfortable with that at all. However, I sort of see where Paul Moreland is coming from. And there is something in being able to take home more of your paycheck to deal with the cost of raising a child. We had reports in the news last week of it being about €150,000 to raise a child and Paul Moreland is saying that the higher tax rate in France they have this already over there and basically you pay a higher tax rate everybody but then you pay less if you are uh, creating a family and creating the next generation you're you're sharing that financial burden so this is your payback so it has gotten people very exercised and we have some of them on the line now Anthony is in Galway Anthony what do you think of this idea I um I don't I don't think it's a great idea. I think it's uh, coming at it from uh, the wrong angle, really. Um, I think if if you kind of look at society over the last thirty years, you had a situation maybe thirty years ago where one income could uh, put a roof over a family's head, um, and uh, uh, feed the family, and uh, the birth rate was higher. Families were larger. Now, there mightn't have been as many luxuries. Maybe there was only one car uh, in the family. But I think, uh, you know, that what has happened over the last 30 years is that as the workforce has grown and you have, uh, it's, uh, and the demand for, for workers has grown, now you have two incomes uh, coming into a household. Now, rather than that income, uh, that second income coming in and be, being available as a disposable income, uh, what has happened is property prices have increased, land prices have increased. So I think that is the problem. If we could get back to a situation where uh, one income could support a family and that would give give that household then a choice to, if they want a second income, uh, uh, fair play, uh, that would have disposable income that would go into the economy, wouldn't be just spent on uh, a mortgage but would go into the economy and, and, and provide growth in the economy. And you would be uh, couples would be able to make decisions as regards rearing children and would be freer and have more time to rear children and more, uh, more income 
to provide for children. So I think then uh, the birth rate would probably go up naturally. Yeah, I, abs- I absolutely agree with you, Anthony, because, uh, you know, it, it, it was feasible to run a house and raise children on just one income, you know, 20, 30 years ago. And it just seems to be out of reach now. And, you know, why do people have fewer children? It's because of money and the cost of childcare and the cost of housing and the cost of educating them as well. And I, 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 I definitely would would agree with you. However, I do sort of see Paul's point because in a way you might have backed it up slightly by saying uh, that if one income would be enough because if there's a household where there are two people working and they don't have kids and that facilitates them both being out of work, then they are at a financial advantage and the couple who has one person staying at home is at a financial disadvantage. So maybe they should have less of a tax burden as a result. Well, I suppose if you're speaking of that advantage being in terms of purchasing a house um well then i i just uh i no i don't i think that's a very mar- that would be a very marginal kind of issue um i th- i think you know i think it would pe- uh, that that uh, imposing a tax would penalize people who can't you know what i mean it's not that they don't want to have children it's that they they can't and if they don't want to i think that's that's the right they they have as well um i think there's you know there's um child benefit and other supports for for couples or uh, single parents who have children. I just, I suppose um, it's kind of a pet kind of thing with me that um, it's just something that I haven't seen any journalist or media look at that a huge change in society over the last 30 years is that it now, you now require two incomes to, uh, to start a family. So I think, you know, you have a lot of people uh, on low low wage jobs at the moment who are are balking at starting a family are balking mm. at setting up a, a household so i think uh and and some of them you know depending on their qualifications or career prospects uh, as things stand you know may log- com- logically come to the conclusion that uh, they they will never uh, financially be in a position to start a family yeah, they might be sitting there thinking that they have a choice, have a family or go into debt and risk yes. poverty later in life. Anthony, stay on the line there. We have Lorna on the line who is here in Dublin. Lorna, you had your first child in your 40s. What are your thoughts on this? I did. Um, and I just, yeah, it's interesting to hear what um, Anthony had to say there, that things were different years ago when, you know, you could have the one income family. Um, my grandmother would have had... My mother had us young as well. She had us at 22 and 23. Um, and for my life was different. It wasn't really on my radar until I was uh, Lorna, we're having a bit of a difficulty with your line. I'm just going to see if we can come back to you in a moment. Uh, Kieran is also there. Kieran, what do you think about this? Well, I, I guess I really felt alarm bells ringing when, uh, w- when your colleague phoned me a little while ago this morning. It seems to me that there's already enough controlling of women's bodies as it is. So now to be saying that those of us who don't have kids, and I'm one of those people, I don't have kids. I'm a, I'm a gay man. Um, I never set out to not have kids, but it just didn't happen. But the idea that we should be taxed for this, I think, is, is completely unethical and, and, and wrong. I also, Aideen, would also like to point out that, although, as you said, with the kind of increasing uh, a demographic shift and the fact that many of us are living longer and healthier lives, it, you know, it's, it, 
what is often gets ignored is that older people continue to contribute to society for most of our lives, both financially and also societally. So to 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 suggest that we can only be viewed as an economic burden, I think is 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 really um, it's really ageist actually, and um, and I think that in itself becomes uh, a perpetuating part of the problem. We actually have uh, an email in here, Stephen, who got in touch with Lunchtime Live and said the problem of more older people and less younger people will surely balance out in years to come with an overall lower population. What do you think of that statement? Um. Well, I mean, I, I think firstly, I think we should really, we, we we really should be focusing on on really strengthening and developing intergenerationality. Anyway, secondly, I I think the decreasing population is is largely being experienced in what we would now call high high income countries, whereas low and and uh, middle income countries are still experiencing, you know significant population growth but it seems that we just put barriers to 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 them then coming and working in our society mm. yes and we, do you know paul morland did actually say that on on news talk breakfast this morning saying we shouldn't be importing other people's children we should just be having our own which is an interesting well, way of putting it lorna well, is I, back on the line there i just sorry uh, kieran we'll come back to you in a moment i just want to hear from lorna because we had started talking to 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 her about this issue and lorna i i was interested in your take because you had a child mm. in your 40s your first child in your 40s that's right that's which right. you know i i don't think it's too old or anything like mm. that but it is on the older end of the, the spectrum Definitely. I was 44 having her. Uh, it was a, a surprise. It was a brain surprise. Um, we were prepared for the fact that we weren't going to have kids. So either way. But uh, I just think some people make decisions on that. And But essentially having a child is an organic thing. You know, it's like I say, some women marry younger, some women have babies, younger, some don't, some choose not to. And I just think it's, it's a life choice, really. But having kids is, and some people need treatment as well. They need help to have kids. And but like for me, I had Alice and it was just a completely organic thing. And it's just what happened in my life. Can I ask you, Lorna, did you had you made a decision earlier that you wouldn't have children and then you changed your mind? Or I'm just I'm I'm interested to know, because a lot of people do put off having children until they feel more financially secure. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And and I I know a lot of I mean, a lot of my friends did have children in their 40s. I'm not the only one. I'm absolutely not the only one. And a lot of my friends would have got married later as well, certainly married a lot later than my grandmother or my mother would have got married, you know. Um, would you have had them sooner? Had kids in 40. Um, no, I wouldn't have. No, for me, I just feel this is how my life worked out. It was the right time for me. And I definitely wasn't thinking about it before I was 40. And I wouldn't have. No, no. Um, I was just too busy having a laugh and, you know, enjoying my life. <laughs> <laughs> Lived over in London in my younger years and had had a good time, you know. If anyone was taxing me, I suppose I wouldn't have been too happy. <laughs> Well, do you know, I, I, I'm curious now and I will ask the men this as well because they're still on the line there and I, I don't mm. want to say this is a question I would only ask women, but how did it affect or didn't affect your career? Um, wouldn't really have affected my career because, you know, I was able to work that whole time. I was working all those years. Um, I've had various jobs and now since I've had the baby, I've been able to work on. But it, I do agree with what Anthony was saying about uh, needing the two incomes in the family as well. Um. I mean, my age probably prohibits now, but either way, I wouldn't have more than one child 
So I do think if people have more than one and they do have bigger families, it's very hard to afford now. Anthony, I'll bring you back in here just uh, since um, Lorna was mentioning you there about the double income household. What sort of supports do you think might be needed to, to bring more women back into working after having a child? Because it's not really shared very equally. I mean, we know that we have paternity leave for men to take and it's there isn't a huge uptake on it. Um, well, I'm, I, I don't know really. I suppose the, the, the angle I was coming at it from, I'll tell you, uh, for a few years there, just before the pandemic, I was working as uh, a taxi driver and uh, I was just, I was picking up uh, uh, men and women, but uh, a lot of women who were working and maybe they were doing shift work or on temporary contract with uh, uh, supermarkets and things. And just in chatting to them, I just uh, could just see that they were burning the candle at both ends. And I know well that when they went in into their home, they were probably doing the bulk of the housework and childcare. And they were working in jobs that weren't well paid and not many, not much career prospects, but needed to in order to keep the household going. And I just asked a few of them if you could quit your job tomorrow and just be at home. They they said they'd they'd really like that. Now, uh, to be honest with you, I was working nights as a taxi driver. If somebody asked me the same question and uh, my partner was working and I could and could support the family, I'd say, yeah, <laughs> you know, I'd like to do that as well. And I just think that, you know, sometimes in the media, we, you know, uh, I'm, you know, I'm fully support a woman's right to work. But in the media, you know, uh, it's often regarded as in uh, as regards career. And I just think there's a lot of men and women. And particularly women working in jobs that it's, there isn't a career path and the wages are low and conditions aren't great and they, they're they only working because uh, it, it's essential for them to, to keep the household uh, going. So mm-hmm. I just think if we, if we could, if uh, I don't know what kind of policy the government could put in, but I just think the major political parties have been funded by property developers for a couple of decades I know we in the Galway races we had the, the tent, the Fianna Fáil tent. Indeed. And if you went in there, you'd be falling over developers. And uh, I just think uh, the banks as well, I just think politicians, banks and developers, I think have saw a situation where household incomes were increasing and uh, without, you know, I don't think any political party put on their poster, our our policy is to... Uh, to uh, increase profits in the banking sector, to increase profits for developers and to put households under pressure. But that's what uh, government policy, uh, our, our lack of gov- government policy has done over the last 30 well, years. Imagine if we had uh, posters for at election time saying we'll tax the childless. And uh, we have Andrew from Swords who's texted in to say this is the stupidest thing I have ever heard of taxing people who don't have kids. Claire is on the line. What do you make of the suggestion, Claire? Um, Aideen, um, I, I believe, I, I didn't hear all of your listeners there, but I think uh, the children's allowance is paid out of uh, general taxation, and that is a form of, of parents uh, getting, some, getting tax relief. I mean, it may not actually be tax, called tax relief, but it's children's allowance, and it's paid to the parents. Um, so I think if you take that into consideration, and also I heard one of your listeners there talk about uh, working well, working moms, but it's a real uh, pity that corporations, not just in Ireland but internationally, don't have uh, creches built in to 
to to the workplace where both mom and dad could take children to work with them. Absolutely. It should probably be, you know, a a prerequisite for any developer putting in for planning permission on a big office block that there be a a, a crash on the ground floor for sure. Uh, We will, is Kieran still there? Is he still on the line? I'd be interested, Kieran. you wanted to talk about uh, the sort of intergenerational aspect of, oh, he's gone. Not to worry. Well, I tell you, Claire, I uh, I hear what you're saying about uh, that we have a de facto tax in the child benefit, but nobody is looking. You know, we don't have single people going. I should be given child benefit for you know whatever reason. So uh, I'm now confused. Who are you talking to, Aiden? Because when you were talking I'm stuck to here. You, I can't get through. Oh, sorry. Apologies, I, Kieran. I actually thought you were you were gone from from that that tone meant okay. that you'd hung up. Okay. But tell us. No, I I didn't. So, uh, but I think the woman who says she can't get through, I think she thinks you were talking to her. Yes. Uh, with that question. Oh, okay. So, uh, would you like to respond? Uh, you'd have to repeat the question. I'm sorry, because I, I didn't think it was being addressed to me. Well, so, Claire, um, Claire, Claire was making the point that we have a de facto tax in the term in terms of parents getting paid child yeah, benefit. Sure, sure. So how do I you mean, feel I, about that? How do you feel as a taxpaying person who doesn't have children that parents get child benefit? That, oh that my God, are con- I, think that, I think they should get far more. And I agree with the suggestion that workplaces should have crashes. I think it's a whole of society benefit from having children. But at the same time, we must never take away that sense of firstly choice or indeed not stigmatising a childless couple, childless individual, by increasing their tax. I mean, God knows, you know, I I didn't have kids. I would have loved to have. um, But I don't carry, I I don't go around feeling there's something missing in my life. But for lots of other people, that is a huge burden for them, you know. Mm. So, and then to add insult to injury and tax them, I think, would be just, I think when somebody else said it's the most stupid thing they've heard. I agree. And I think it's also disingenuous of somebody from Britain to be talking about labour shortage when you consider what the way uh, Brexit and the fact that so many, like non-UK nationals, left the country because they were made to feel so unwelcome. It's a very good point, Kieran, and uh, I'd say that's a definitely a can of worms to open on another day. Thank you very much for getting in touch with the programme. Text here, folks without children will benefit from, from other people's children when they retire, so I completely agree with the rebalancing of tax. We keep your text coming in about that. It's a good point to make that, you know, a whole of society benefit is to address our childcare and housing and education issues. So rather than having to have individual tax burdens alleviated or exacerbated on the basis of having children, we'll take the machine next will we lunchtime live with andrea gilligan brought to you by avant money weekdays at midday on news talk